and welcome to yet another episode of Session Zero. I almost said Critical Role because we were just talking about Critical Role, but I am not Matt Mercer. Uh, as handsome as that man is, I wish. As handsome uh, as you anyway, are. thank you. That makes me feel so much better. Uh, as you can tell, David is back with us today. Uh, and of course, we are joined by Alicia and Gerald. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? I do not raise roofs. I'm sorry, Aww. only five foot two. Like, what do you expect? But do you cut a rug? Oh, damn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The ba- we digress. The bad jokes are just starting, everybody. A little early, guys. Uh, a little early. Okay. Uh, so... The whole point of today's episode is we're kind of recapping our experience last week with role-playing, which was really Gerald and Alicia's first experience with it. So I want to open the floor to you guys and see, like, what questions do you have? Like, be it about role-playing in general, be it about the situations that we came across and how they could have affected the world, like... David's here to explain, like, Zakatsa's side of things. I can explain the DM side of things, and we can both kind of talk about, like, rules and etiquette and stuff. So where do you guys want to start? Boy, who knows? I think I think one thing I, I noticed is that you have, like, I, David said it last time, it's like you have to really learn to separate yourself from like your character because i mean my guy didn't do so hot last week but that's because i was trying to think the way i think as opposed to the way he would think and then that kind of just threw everything for a loop and so um then i had some really weird audio technical difficulties and was quiet for a while uh (laughs) but it's just i think it's important to remember that everybody here is like playing a character so like don't get frustrated if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go um because everybody has their own character in mind and like if someone seems like they're being a jerk or they're being like overly like lovey-dovey like don't like buy into it it's just the character like don't get you know you know don't think the wrong thing True. If I'm being nice to you, do not assume it's because I like you. It's just part of the game. That sounds that sounds uh, about right. Thanks. Yeah, I don't assume anybody ever likes me, so I did not have that idea. But uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you bring up a good point. Like it's it's uh, it's important to separate yourself from your character because it. I mean, a helps with like easing gameplay because if you know that everyone's just playing a character and you're just playing a character no one gets upset because you're just playing characters and it's fine and it's okay and it's just fun but also uh because it almost makes it harder to role play because you're stuck in this like dual mindset of like what am i going to do versus what is my character going to do if you're putting yourself into your character whereas if you just 
create a character and then like play the character and just don't even like ditch yourself, leave yourself outside the room for, uh, for the game, then you can have a really fun time and just be that character. It's really makes life a lot easier. I think the most difficult part for me, um, or what I think will be the most difficult part is, um, getting comfortable with the unknown i like parameters i like things to fit in a box i like knowing like option a b or c it like planned out for me and there's a lot of off the cuff mm-hmm. and that makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> but um but it's good it's good because it's fun and it's you can be silly so i just re- i need to remember to embrace it and not yeah shut down back away and cry a little I actually have a a friend of mine who uh, he worked with uh, Universal putting on like their stage shows and stuff. And he's recently started getting into D&D. He's like, I love it because it's literally just like a class in improv the entire time. And he is somebody that loves to just do improv and do comedy and do all that stuff. So for him, the transition to D&D was extremely easy because he could think of everything off the top of his head. For like me as an example, and Alicia, it sounds like, it's a little bit harder. Like It's a skill that you kind of develop over time because uh, I was always very rigid in things like that. Like Going down, like I only had X amount of options and having all of the options placed in front of me was almost a little overwhelming. But by the time I finished my first like actual like campaign, I was already figuring in my head, Oh, I can do literally anything I want. Yeah. And that's, that was kind of like where I struggled. Cause I mean, I could think on my feet, like I, you know, it's, I do every day, but my, the way I think is a little bit, like too analytical for um, kind of what we were doing last week. Like we were just trying to do something real simple, wasn't difficult. And obviously there may be situations where that analysis will work and be great. Um, mm-hmm. But we were just trying to do something real simple. So it's, you kind of got to like separate and figure out, well, what, what role do I need to do or what, what are we trying to accomplish here? Like, is this something that is going to necessitate, um, you know, like critical thinking, or is it just going to be, you know, something simple and easy, but, you know, I guess it's probably best to start easy. And then if that doesn't work, then, you know, move a little bit deeper and, you know, think a little bit harder, but, um, you know, especially for last week, that was just, you know, we were just doing a real like base level, like just introduction. Plus like, uh, you could have the, like the way, and this this could help your role play too is like if you have stats drawn up already and you know that you're like maybe your character has low charisma and high intelligence maybe they would be over analytical for a situation that doesn't require it and like that's a way that you can play a character so it's it's really uh like you can there's a lot of different things that you can use to kind of guide how you might 
play a situation um, based on, you know, how you've created your character's kind of personality, what their stats are, what you think uh, they might do. There's a lot of like guidelines for like, yes, you can do anything, but what would your character do? You know, like just because you can do anything in the world doesn't even mean your character sees all those options. And that might help you narrow down what you want to do going forward and make that decision making process a little easier for you, the player. Hmm. Yeah, like my like my character has he's has good charisma, but also like good intimidation. So like my guy should have just been much more direct, like then, you know, trying to, you know, get super deep, like just be super direct about it. Cause that's what, you know, what he does. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot that, like, I didn't think the way my character did. And so that's going to take some getting used to, uh, but you know, it's a yeah. learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I think you had something you were going to say. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. Um, I was honestly just going to say that the first couple sessions, especially like in any campaign, you're going to feel those growing pains where um, it's going to be a lot wider because the group has no goals. The group isn't even technically together yet. Like you and Chip know each other, but you don't know any of the other party members. So the first few sessions is like completely wide open and then as you start building the story, the line gets a little more narrow and you have more options to kind of like follow that path. You can always branch off here and there, but you have like an end goal that you can kind of see in sight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having, especially like if you have a backstory with like, a reason for being like why you are in the city that you want to be in that'll make uh role-playing those initial encounters a lot easier because you'll have a goal in mind so it's like even though you don't have a party goal yet you the player uh your particular character might have a uh, a mission that set them on their path and that's why they're there um which will allow you to kind of get into the groove of being that character because you already have a mindset and a mission. And while that mission may change or like fold into what the main story mission is, which as often like happens, you know, uh, a a DM will end up asking you like, what's your character's backstory? What are their, what are they going for? And then somehow eventually that like folds into the way uh, the campaign's going to go so that your character can be even more involved. Mm-hmm. so taking chip as an example we know that chip she wants to find her real parents uh so that's an end goal that we can build towards but getting to that point you know that's the fun and the process of like you know role playing through all these situations like if somebody has maybe some useful information about your parents, uh, Chip, like how would Chip react versus how would Alicia react? Is that a question? Yeah, I guess. Um, 
Well, I know my parents. So, <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing to say about that. I don't know where I'm going. Um, I, I'm having difficulty <laughs> separating because, like, in my brain, I am, I am me. I'm always just going to do what I think I would. I was never going to be an actress. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> And you know, for for some people, like you picked monks, which monks are, they can be very much uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. Like the people who tend to do the most role playing, everyone has their part, yeah. But the people who tend to do the most role playing are normally like the faces of the party who do do, do the most interacting. So. If for especially like the first few sessions, you feel like it's easier for me to kind of hang back and watch, you can honestly, as long as it fits your character, if Chip is just, you know, strong, silent type, she can hang out in the back and, you know, just watch. Maybe you can build that into your character and say your character is shy at first. And you know what? That works perfectly. Yeah. And it takes a while for Chip to warm up to people, which isn't true of Alicia, but Chip, <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, thank you, I think. I mean, my first experience with Alicia was uh, I'd never met Alicia before, and she was all smiles, came right up to me like, hi, what's your name? And we started talking, and we went like straight to work on a, on a rig together. So it was... Honestly, like straight off the bat, having fun and just talking like we've been friends forever. No, my first interaction, my first interaction with Alicia was me showing up as a tech uh, for the Liberty, uh, showing up, uh, walking into her office and her being like, hi, my name is Alicia. Welcome to the Liberty. It used to be a prison. Sometimes it still is, but you'll be fine. (laughs) I've said that so many times. It was a great line. It stuck in my brain. It was very good. Oh my good. god, I'm so, I'm so glad. <laughs> I I have no qualms about just saying it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you can work that into Chip at some point too. Start off quiet till you feel it out, feel comfortable with the role playing portion, and then Chip can just say it like it is. Can I ask? Okay. Uh, what's your charisma stat, if you know? I do, because I have these handy-dandy sheets. It is Love a handy-dandy sheets. Oh, okay. So you're, like, decently charismatic. All right, yeah, that, that yeah. So, okay. yeah, open, opening up is certainly, I think, I think you could be that, yeah. Sometimes I like to... <laughs> This is just this is just something I like to uh, do. I've done recently is like if I have a character with low charisma, like Zakata, for example. Zakata has eight charisma, which uh, is negative stat. Um, but instead of coming off, instead of being eight charisma, as in being really quiet, I wanted to have a little fun with it, where she doesn't really shut up and like talks a lot but thinks she's the smartest one in the room when she's also really dumb uh and that just kind of rubs people the wrong way 
or not necessarily i mean some a lot of some sometimes it ends up being like oh my god zakatsu so cute because she's a 30 year old stupid woman who uh like <laughs> doesn't know what's going on uh, but thinks that she is, is that personal <laughs> thinks I that feel personal Listen, I made this character before I knew that I was playing with you. It wasn't a gnat, I promise. But also, also, if it makes you feel any better, 30 years old for a uh, lizard folk is like 60 years old for a human. Okay. That doesn't make her feel better. She's like middle-aged. Alicia or the lizard? Shut up. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I that am a, a goddamn delight, okay? You're gosh darn Star rockets right. in flight. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to keep drinking. It's fine. This is, a, this is a Christian server. Please watch your language. <laughs> we, we only believe in uh, dragons and uh, the Raven Queen here. And bourbon. Dragons <laughs> and bourbon. Uh, I only drink water, hydrate or dehydrate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. That's fair. I fear I may have derailed the conversation a little bit. I apologize. I mean, I I also have a sparkling water. Is that sparkling hydration? Uh, Yeah, it's watermelon citrus. Like a vampire. Uh, just call me Edward. I couldn't remember his name. I'm offended. Sorry. Edward Cullen. So. Alright, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna toss that in the oof pile and move on. Um, Fair. So, do you guys have any... We kind of talked a little bit about, like, the transition into role play, but now that the event is behind us, uh, do you have any questions about like maybe like what if scenarios? Like what would have happened if I don't know, any other yeah. questions? Any and any branches that you're curious about? I will answer any and all in Zakatsa's voice if necessary. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't I know. It's tough. Like, like at the moment. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, because a lot of the questions I would have, like in the moment, as opposed, it's hard to th- come to think of it like off the top of the head because there's so many, you know, different possibilities. Like, what would have happened if we would have never gotten the secret? Uh, uh what would have happened, Jason? Do you have an answer for that? Well, in terms <laughs> of story, I think. If you hadn't gotten the secret and convinced Zakasa to kind of come home, uh, even if Zakasa is not a playable character, they may have either stuck around with you or they would have just been an NPC in that city and you never find out what happens or what the secret was. And, you know, you kind of move on from there. Basically, you would have just made Jason's life harder. Because he now has another NPC to play. And I don't know if I can do that voice as good as David. Fair. <laughs> just to Listen. have him record a bunch of standard lines, and then just play them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a bunch of, just a bunch of like scratch tracks. Yeah, just stock lines. <laughs> yeah. 
something else that I was prepared for had you guys not ended up well let me kind of rephrase if you guys had decided hey let's go on a quest to find the bow well now as a dm i'm thinking all right well i gotta build a quest for bow and it probably needs to be some kind of encounter or boss fight or something at the end of it so i have to start in my head thinking well what's gonna happen how long is it going to take you guys on the journey? What's going to happen on the journey? Um, Turns out Sakatsa hid it in a cave, and that cave was uh, home to like 36 shadow dragons. You were, you're in for a ride. <laughs> I mean, Chip and Thoroughgood were down for a quest. Sakatsa just wasn't having it. It's like, nah. I don't want to make Jason's life harder. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I guess that's also I guess that that brings up actually a point is there is sometimes the the challenge for me when I'm uh, like doing any any type of role play scene is if you the player know that something has to happen uh, how do you play that in character because like you're right Zik i mean zakata probably would have just gone on the mission with you if, if it was totally up to her she would have just been like i like my new friends i'm gonna go on this mission with them uh and then just gone and like even if you didn't find the bow she would have just like hung out because she didn't want to she was like either i go home with the bow and everything's fine or i don't go home with the bow and hang out with these cool new people but there's like sometimes there's a situation that you as the player need to work around. And that I think is the biggest challenge. Once you like, once you get into the groove of playing a a character, it's, it's an easy thing to do, but uh, being a player, knowing something that knowing that your character has to do something when they might not want to do that thing is the challenge that I find myself in quite often. Yeah. And you can get away with some of that more, like in a campaign or in a longer session, uh, especially like when everyone's kind of doing the same thing and the DM seems okay with it. Um, considering that we were pressed for time on the podcast last week, that's why I, I was kind of mm. hoping to move a little faster. But uh, you know, <laughs> you mean you didn't want if to this was it? <laughs> I mean. It sounds like Zakatsa probably would have talked to you guys to death. Yeah. It's quite possible. It is quite, quite <laughs> possible. It's all good fun. All good fun. So, yeah, so... Basically, through your role-playing, you can make branches down any path that you want. Um... As I've said on this podcast multiple times before, a lot of things depend on your DM and their flexibility. Uh, some might roadblock you and say, well, no, that's not an option here. Why don't you try again? Or, you know, something along those lines. And some will be like, all right, well, they want to go on a quest for the bow. So I'll work on something. 
To be continued. Yeah. Next time. Uh, a really interesting uh, campaign. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if this is off topic to talk about a campaign that I was involved in, Jason. That had a really interesting style and like aided in role play. Jason talks uh, about other campaigns. You're okay. Yeah. Okay. You're you're fine. Uh, I I recently wrapped up a campaign in where. Um, the premise of the campaign, there was like 15 players uh, because we all wanted to play together, but all had really different schedules. So there's like 15 players and we exist in this tavern on like the edge of what's explored. So everything west of where we are is completely unmapped, unexplored. And all the gameplay relied on just us interacting with the world and like the dm had stuff set up like we were in this place called the western isles so we were on a main island and then there were islands branching off of that and obviously like the dm had like some stuff set up like he he knew like there's a hag on this island there's a dragon over here but everything else in terms of our interaction with the world was solely based on you know what the players did there was never like okay uh, we're gonna do a campaign that is we're gonna go hunt a dragon it was like us as the players okay well maybe if we map the southern side of this island we'll find something interesting and it's just interacting with whoever's available at the time and then interacting with the world it helped me be a a much better role player because the whole campaign relied on the players decisions to do things and uh, like where the players went. There was, I mean, the only like railroading that happened was like, if we started a timeline catastrophe that we needed to end before it became a catastrophe, but it uh, is a really interesting way to like, heavily include role play in the moving of the campaign it's really fun so yes role playing can take you pretty much anywhere you want to go it kind of comes back to the beginning of the conversation literally like all options are open to you Yeah, you just you get to choose how you interact with the world and that guides gameplay a lot and it can make things a whole world of fun. You both are just extremely. Like I see you nodding. <laughs> and I keep I, forgetting people can't see my face. Well, we're not as better that way. Experienced as you guys are, so you know, I'm just kind of absorbing the things you guys are saying and trying to, you know, remember them. Like it is what it is. I mean, I don't like I said, a lot of the questions I would have would be really in the moment. Um, it's hard to just come up with questions about role playing just off the cuff without actually having, you know, some like 
you know, background to, to, to build the question off of. It's just, mm. there's just so many possibilities that it's hard to come up with a question that could, you know, like even begin to answer. Cause yeah, you answer one thing, but then there's thousands of other possibilities. So it's just, yeah, that's the fun roll, part. Roll with it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's like, you, when you think it's gonna, you you think one thing's gonna happen, like you have this. Say you go into your campaign, you go into your day. You're like, okay, say I don't know. Say your your group is on a quest for one thing, and then, you know, you have you go into the session with this mindset like, all right, we need to get to this island or whatever. But then, you know, one of your campaign um, mates, like one of the people joining you, has another idea, so it's gonna you know, it could like derail plans, but you just got to roll with it. Like, you know, there's, there's time for everything really. So like, like David was saying earlier, you just can't, you just can't get upset. Like you just got to roll with the punches and have a good time. And remember that everybody's there to have a good time. So you can't, you don't want to like minimize something that somebody else is doing. Cause you want to do what you want to do. Like that's shitty. Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, so you just have to remember that everybody is there to have fun and mm-hmm. nobody is out to piss anybody off. Yeah, and if you walk exactly, yeah, if you walk into a situation like that where there's disagreement, d- disagreements, party conflict, if done like with good intent, can be some of the most fun, uh, like fun role play experiences because that's when you really get into it. Instead of just being like, "I think we should do this," and then someone else goes, "I think you're right. We should do that." It's over in two seconds, and then like, okay, cool. That's do you, what we're okay. doing. Uh, so I guess that brings like up a question. Discourse, that's yeah. that's that's the fun stuff, you know. And how do you resolve it? Like, do you just roll for it in the end? Like, could you just end up rolling for it? Well, I mean, like you could if you really need to, but like you don't need to rely on rolls for everything, you know. Like your character is an autonomous person, so if they decide, like, you know what, that's a good point. That's a good point. If, you know, the whole group says something and one person doesn't want to do that thing, maybe they hold a grudge for a little bit and they're a little grumpy. And like the character, like obviously you as the player, you don't let it get to you. But like it is your character. They might be grumpy that everyone else is saying like, no, that's a stupid idea. We don't want to do that. Uh, and like obviously don't like be a piece of shit. But like it can, you know, it can be it, like being being grumpy is an emotion that you feel. So why wouldn't it be an emotion that your character feels? You know, it, it does. Okay, okay. So now that that brings up a question: Does your character's emotion or mindset or feelings at the time affect anything? Like, say you're upset. Like, sure. do you get like more strength or something? Like, say you're enraged. Like, does that ever come into play? Uh, that's actually situational. Uh, if it gets to that point, uh, I would feel flexible enough to say, like, if you're really upset at somebody and you have the your adrenaline building, I might give you, for example, if you're trying to punch somebody, I might say, well, do it with advantage. And but then or something like that. But then I imagine at the same time, if you're like enraged, your whatever stat that controls impulse urges would lower. And so like does that does that type of stuff come into play or is that 
Like, I don't know. Like that There's seems not like... like mechanics for it. It's really up to DM discretion. Um, but also there's like, say, say you punch a party member, there are consequences beyond, you know, like, oh, you're grumpy. So you have a minus one to your charisma stat. Like there's, there's like consequences in, in character development, in the way that your party interacts. If there's tension in your party that can cause, you know, maybe, maybe the, the problem doesn't come in where like you have a negative to your stat. The problem comes in where you pissed off the cleric and now they're not going to help you first. And you know, you might get hurt worse. You might die. Not saying that you're, another player yeah. might necessarily let your character die. I don't know what you did to them. If you like do something real bad, maybe, but like, <laughs> but uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of the consequences or benefits come in, down the line where you know if you've helped an npc or like are in in a really good mood like may if you're in a really good mood maybe an npc would be more willing to talk to you for example sakatsa was a little more willing to talk to chip because chip was a little more like friendly and like uh on sakatsa's wavelength whereas um thoroughgood was a little more like analytical and sakatsa's stupid so <laughs> if you get analytical at her, she's kind of kind of tune it out, um, and that you know, like that kind of stuff is yeah. where it, it can give you some advantage or disadvantage or uh, you know moments of goodness or badness, and you're moving forward. And like, are we as you know players? Are we in control of? kind of tracking our relationship with the other party members or is that something like a dm would do if the dm chooses to you know that's all that's all role play that's that's like i mean does someone lord over you and say that you are friends with someone or someone else or you're grumpy at someone it's it's all just interaction you know if you say something to piss me off i'm mad at you if thoroughgood says something to zakata to piss her off she's mad at thoroughgood uh that's all that's 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 the role play that's where uh-huh. you know it's not just necessarily scenes of necessity where you have to suss something out from like an npc or another character role play also comes in in just like character interaction you know you guys talking about what you want to do or maybe you're just sitting around a campfire uh letting your night watch go by and you're just having casual conversation that is where a lot of role play comes in and it also helps you build your helps you build your character so that you know how to play them better moving forward you know so like it's it's all up to you uh how your character interacts with the world and you know maybe the world like npcs interact in a particular back and that's decided by jason but like interplayer interactions that's all you guys you know if you want to be pissed at someone then you're pissed at someone if you want to have good relations then you have good relations and that's the fun part Ooh, he said and, relations <laughs> and a few episodes ago i mentioned that your notebook is going to be your best friend like take notes about where you stand with your care with other characters. Sometimes if you're fine with everybody, don't write anything down. But if you uh, all of a sudden are, you disagreed really heavily with uh person a, then put in your notes. 
uh, mad at person A because X, Y, Z reason. And you play through that and eventually you might have a, a time where, you know, it'll resolve or maybe after, you know, X amount of time, your character's like, it's not worth thinking about anymore and you move on from it. Cool. Cool. Good. Okay. Notebooks are your friend. Yeah. When I, when I was doing that campaign that I recently, uh, that I just talked about where we had like 15 players, I had a whole like sheet that was just my relationship with each character uh, so that I knew, you know, if I hadn't played with someone in two weeks or three weeks or a month, uh, I'd be like, Oh, like, where am I with this person? It's having notes is so good. Uh Especially, like, not even just character interaction, but, like, notes in general about what's going on will save your life. Because, you know, if if you're doing a linear campaign uh, that doesn't move in real time, you know, you stop for two weeks, but uh, your character did not stop for two weeks. You paused your character and your character is coming back in the same moment. If you forgot something that happened two weeks ago, maybe maybe Jason isn't nice. Maybe Jason will be like, roll, roll an intelligence check to see if you can remember. And if you can't remember, like a gentle voice. <laughs> if you can't if you can't remember, then you're 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 uh, up up uh, up a particular creek with uh, no no mobility, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've reached our four-letter word quota for the day. Yes. Yeah, note-taking. It's big. Or get to level four and then take the keen mind feat, and Jason will hate you, but you'll win. Ooh. Uh, the keen mind feat is you remember names and events for the past 30 days. Uh, so you basically have, like, an eidetic memory going back 30 days, and you can also always tell what time it is. And you can always tell which way is north. It's a really evil feat to take as a player um, because it's pretty busted. And uh, a lot of, I will say, I'm telling you this, but also even if you take that feat, still take notes because you should, because you as a player should know what is going on. Just because your character will automatically remember it doesn't mean that you're off the hook. But anyway, feats are fun. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get into feats when we get higher. Interesting. There. You have two feats. I I was just gonna show you them, and then I realized I I'm probably not that flexible, so let's just not. <laughs> it would be impressive if you were able to do that. You could always just like wheel the chair back and just throw the feats up and be like, "Wee!" <laughs> Hold on, my chair. Does my chair lean back? Yes, it does. Oh my god! Ooh, look at oh look, it's it's look two feet. Two look, feet. She's, uh, For everyone know, she's, at home, she's I just showed them my feet. Very exciting. A brand, a brand ambassador. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing the it's a good thing the uh, video isn't being shared. Otherwise, we'd have to blur out the uh, brand because we're not sponsored. For real, let's get let's get some sponsors, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh that that would be the dream. Yeah, and you could. Well, seen... we started on a bad joke. Oh, you could have seen Gerald yep, making no, fun ahead. of me because uh, my boyfriend came in. So he was like doing me? smoothie faces. 
Yeah, you. Never. And and I'm not going to lie, David powered right through it. He saw it. He did. And he kind of like stuttered for like a quarter of a second, but then he powered right through it. He's like, I'm not going to allow this. I'm just going to carry on. Listen, it's all about professionalism. Uh, if I, I can't mean, talk through you guys making kissy faces at each other in the camera, then what kind of podcaster am I? <laughs> I never thought about it that I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't making them at her. I was making them about her, if that makes sense. I think you that's almost that worse. Rude. <laughs> You're rude, Gerald. <laughs> All right. We're so sorry, we, Jason. We, start, we started on a bad joke. I think it's good that we're ending on a bad joke. Uh, any closing thoughts from anyone? I think you guys have a really <laughs> fun world ahead of you. Bless you. Um, Bless you, darling. Sorry. And <laughs> even if I'm not there, like, if you have questions, just you got my Discord. Ask me. Uh, I am super because pumped. I. That's good. all. I'm just super pumped. <laughs> Get pumped! It's really, really fun. It's role playing a character is like one of my favorite parts of of D anD. d Like getting into a character's brain and being like, "What are their flaws? What like who are they?" It's so much fun. It's so much fun to play a flawed person that isn't you, uh, because like. Isn't that isn't that why we all get into D and D is to 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 play play to someone that isn't us, not be ourselves and have fun and have fun. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, stuff. So you're in for a world of fun, and I think you'll pick it up really quickly. Yay! All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.